Rusty Quill presents. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ah, rain. Finally. It's been coming for days. The plants have been quivering for it. If there are gods, they're in the rain, I think, and in the long days without it. I used to dread the dead days of summer, when the ground was so hard it cracked in the riverbeds. All the creatures in the trees get a little warier, parched, scuttling, an eye on one another. Their blood flows thick and hot under their skin. Dead things stink faster in the sun. Rain, though, it is the great ablution. Crisp leaves unfurl and green shoots peer out of the earth. Worms writhe in facile delight in it. Rain, bringer of life. There are gods in every drop. Sorry, how rude of me. It rained a lot where I grew up, you see, and the cover of rain clouds has always made me feel a little more secure. My memories of them are so muddy with remembering I can barely tell which parts of them are real. 
We live near the coast. The thrash of waves was a rhythm I played and worked to. There are gods in the sea, too, I'm sure. That great vast thing. We spoke to it, our endless master. Some elders from the village would go out in it, but their boats were not made for seafaring, not then. It would be a long time until someone made boats suited for that. It was at the beach I first saw her, the woman in woad. It was a grey day, grey sky, grey sea. The filtered sun washed out the warmth from the sand and made it grey too. There was a cave back then at the edge of the beach, though it's long gone now, just a shallow alcove and a small jet of cliff. It had been a good hide, its mouth littered with smoothed out stones. I would run off and sit there sometimes, when there was nothing more important to do, and sort through the stones, looking for faces. I never found any. I didn't know it as a child, but the faces on the stones we kept around our huts were carved. It was part of their power, the making of them, but when I was small, though I had seen my father cut the stone with a sharp flint blade until he pulled free a nose and two eyes, I was possessed of the idea that they grew out of the ground, rising up like worms in rain and thunderstorms. I can't recall anymore what the stone faces meant, their purpose in their place around the fires. The stones they were cut from were soft and often held close in the early palms of children, their features worn smooth just as they had once been cut into relief. There would be no trace of them now, or at least hardly a trace at all. It's funny. Stone seems like such a permanent thing, even to me, but it too becomes dust in time. That day, I was sorting through stones in the mouth of the cave, listening to the splatter crack of the rain that ran down the jutting cliff above. I had found no faces, of course, because there were none to find, but I had discovered a stone just smaller than my palm, flat and round, perfect for skipping, though the sea was far too rough for that. I was turning it about, admiring a line of white through its charcoal splendour, when I saw her. I don't recall where she had come from, but now, in my muddy remembering, I think I thought she had formed straight out of the foam of the sea, standing right there, where the sun met the water, a shock of violent, blusterous blue against the grey, grey, grey of the day. She was covered in blue paint, head to her ankles, where they disappeared into the sand, like a statue that had stood there for millennia. Her hair was stuck in thick tails of it, hanging heavy around her smudged-out face. Her eyes were black as the darkest cave, and when she moved, the woad, mixed with clay so it was thick, fell from the curves of her body in crumbs and flakes. I stood up, not knowing what else to do. The blue woad that covered her mouth cracked and split into her mouth, and as it did, a line of red drew fast down her chin, like her lips had been cut into the flesh of her face with a harsh flint knife. Otherwise, she did not move. I remember, I think, that I thought about rabbits. How they dart and run and scream, but in those last moments before you grab them by the throat, they freeze. I felt every drop of fear I had smelled in those rabbits' hides, beading in the sweat on my skin. Fear like that is primal. All body, no mind. But you know that. You know how it feels to be speared upon a gaze. 
You know the way that fear wriggles in your sinews and your bones, how it rises in your throat, how it bursts out of your skin and makes you slick and rancid. Fear. Pure and carnal. The only thing more ancient is hunger. The old woman's smile grew wider, more violent red oozing from the gash of her mouth. This, I recall clearly, how I understood right then what she was. I felt so quivering, so afraid. It was surely the only thing that could make me feel that way. A god made out of rain and the sea, right there on the beach. Is that what you saw too, when I caught your eye in that near-dark room? Flashing lights in place of cloud-parched sun? The thunder of music instead of rain across the rocks? Is that what I seem to you then? As a god? I doubt it. I've never commanded such presence as that. My own art is subtler. And I do think it's an art, the skill of the hunt. I look vulnerable, don't I? Small. Someone once told me they felt they had to protect me, as if their fleshy bones could withstand more than a light blow to the head. I'm made of stone. I'm made of sand. I'm made of the rain and the sea. But unlike caves carved in cliff faces and faces carved in pebbles around fires, no touch of palm or sky can wear me into dust. You're scared, aren't you? I can smell it. Don't be shy. That's what she said to me, the old woman, but the language she spoke is dead. Even then I didn't know it, but somehow I understood her anyway. I held the smooth pebble tight in my hand and stepped out into the rain. It was cold in my scalp. In seconds I was shivering, though whether from the cold or the fear it was impossible to know. Every slow step I took, her face beneath the paint became clearer. First I saw red stained teeth, the curve of her nose, the line of her jaw. Her jet-black eyes flashed and twinkled as though catching the sun, though it was muffled in clouds and she had her back to it. I was a few steps from her, a long trail of footprints between me and the cave, when I saw the thing in the sea. It was bobbing slightly in the water, coming close to the shore and then darting away with a push and pull of the waves, like it was hesitant. I wondered if it was a seal, dark brown as it was, but there, a few steps from the old woman, a few steps from the sea, I saw red in the water too. Red that matched the red on the old woman's teeth and chin. The dark, lustrous red of just spilt blood. I stared at the thing in the sea. It was not a seal. The dark brown was cloth soaked through with seawater. There was a rough head of strawberry hair. A pale hand bobbing next to it. It was a man from the village. A dead man. It was not the first dead man I had seen, but it was the first I had seen anything as dead as he was. Usually the dead were swaddled and cared for if they were human. They were animals, they were skinned and cooked and delicious. Dead humans held something in them before we set their flesh alight. Dead animals did too, there for us to take ourselves in honour as we consumed them. But that man was so dead, violently dead. I stopped where I stood, 
The old woman's smile grew wider and she told me not to be scared. She reached out and touched my arm, her fingers smearing clay-thickened woad and blood onto my skin. Her hand was cold. Colder than the rain. Colder than the steely sand, than the wind, than the clouds. I bowed to her then, falling to my knees, my fingers gouging into the sand. Barely speaking words, I babbled at her praises and gratitudes, things I had seen shining in the eyes of rabbits confronted with a sharp flint knife. That's what you did too. The hurried tongues of the desperate and the damned. But you don't have the strength for that now. Don't worry, it won't hurt. Not for long. Not for long. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.